0: welcome into the creed of crypto podcast where we provide immersive essential and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor how you doing I am one half of your host ETH moon we will bring in crypto Ewok in just a moment we have a lot to talk about tonight we're gonna hit on a whole bunch of topics we had an ETH pump this past week uh, due to the nerds that uh, yeah the news that apparently the merge and the upgrades will be happening in September Elon and Tesla dumps a bunch of BTC, we've got the FOMC meetings coming up here next week as we're recording here on Thursday night, July the 21st. We're going to talk some DCA, we're going to talk of course Hex, Pulse Chain, and a lot more updates with Richard Hart, not actually with Richard Hart, but uh, some news concerning him. But let's welcome him in, our co-host it is, Crypto Ewok. Ewok, how is it going for you this
1: evening? Going great, man. Living the dream, living the dream. Just Another day in the bear market.
0: Yes, another day in the bear market indeed. And, you know, we were just saying before we came on air, it's like it feels funny to me because it seems like the, I'm personally more interested to get into these topics um, and more interested to just podcast and look at all this news in general in the bear market. And I think it is because, you know, you have to even more so keep your um, – ear to the ground kind of. Find out, you know, what is dead, quote unquote, versus what is really dying or what innovations could be coming or, um, you know, there's just all these changes. And this is the time and we've preached it week after week here. This is when all these people are going to leave the market because they don't find it interesting anymore. But this is the time that you absolutely want to be paying attention to the market and be fully engaged because this is when the real generational wealth can be made. So, um. Yeah, I mean, is that kind of how you're feeling right now? I mean, do, you, do do you find that there's just more kind of stories and things to talk about? Maybe it's the drama. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like there's a <laughs> lot more going on
1: right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and you know, even even Richard had said before, he's like, when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming without their without their bathing suits, mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of what's happening. Things get exposed. Uh, lies and scandals and and the unscrupulous uh, code that's really not code—it's—it's it's human intervention yeah. is failing. And you know the the the, the price of the market going down—you know that liquidates these loans and and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. You have to pay attention. Uh, and, and again, you know we've we've talked about this on previous episodes. This is now the time that you can. That learn a lot and, and make the, those life changing gains that happen on the next bull run.
0: Yes, absolutely. You got to be paying attention right now, and it's going to last a little while. You know, you're going to have a couple of cracks at it. Um, as we sit here right now, BTC is a touch over 23K at 23,168. Uh, ETH is sitting at 15.78 at the moment, and um, I might as well mention HEX too. Obviously, since this is a pretty HEX-centric podcast, we are uh, just over four cents. I got it uh, about 4.2 cents at the moment. So, um, interesting things going on in the market. What, you know, you just kind of covered it, Ewok. We have had tons of these stupid CFI platforms that people shouldn't be messing around with, as we always preach, and many people always preach: not your keys, not your coins, obviously. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of those going up in flames, um, <laughs> which is totally fine, really, with us. I mean, it sucks that it happens to people, but um, yeah, all of these, sure. yeah, these, th- this should be a, a deep red flag for people to not associate with these things. Should they come around in the next bull run? You know, you want to be holding your keys, messing with DeFi. That, that's really where you want to be. Um, I want to ask you. First and foremost, Ewok, so we did have ETH pumping here over the course of the last week uh, before Bitcoin even had, Uh, before Bitcoin kind of made this next leg up. It was kind of hovering more around 20K. ETH was around the 1200s or so, kind of stuck there after our last leg down. Uh, But ETH pumped pretty hardcore over the few days, mostly due to the news, quote unquote, that the upgrades will happen for ETH here. Definitely for sure this time in September. Uh, you know changing the network to proof of stake what first off do you believe this uh or is this just a headline
1: do you think this will actually happen I, that soon I don't um I, you know software's hard and you know, the guys that are coding pulse chain are seeing how hard it is definitely for sure is is something I would not associate with software development um it could if it does happen it, you know, I guess we could get into that. What's going to happen, right? Um, I, I don't think you're going to see much of anything. You know, we know that the fees are not going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the block size is not going to go down. Uh, they're just changing from proof of work to proof of stake. Now, there's been rumors that this could lead to a fork as well. You know, the miners still want to make their money yeah Uh, so that being said they control the power of the network and could fork off ethereum um and still have proof of work mining on their own chain vitalik can fork over and have his own ethereum uh proof of stake chain and great for us who have the erc 20 coins like hex we may get another split on top of a split um (laughs) so who knows i I mean but if it does happen again it's not going to be any type of value to the community you know the the fees like i said they're not going to change until they get the actual um uh, i don't even remember what it's called but it's so the merge itself that is is changing it from proof of work to proof of stake um isn't going to change anything
0: now, um, yeah, as far as as far as gas fees and things like that, correct. Yeah, they, and I think that's a misnomer amongst a lot of people.
1: But let me ask you—that's you, what we care about, right? I well, mean- yes, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> that that's going to be priority number one. That's the thing, really. Most people have been bitching about, obviously, the last couple of years, and that that's a major thing. Yeah. But I do want to ask you this: so, um, as maybe some more—I don't even know what to call them—like less experienced or noob type investors that are just kind of maybe they're just holding like Bitcoin and ETH or something like that. Um, What about the fact that when ETH is changed to proof of stake, that they actually will be able to earn rewards or actually stake that Ethereum? Um, Do you think that will be an interesting benefit for people? Because from what I've heard, I I should look into it a little bit more, but I, I believe you actually have to own at least 32 ETH to be able to do that. Yep.
1: Yeah, you have to have 32 ETH to even put it into the pool, and you're back again to the same scenario mm-hmm. of you're giving your ETH to somebody else. Um, not a good situation. It's the same. It's the same scenario as not your keys, not your, you know, not your coins, because you're giving them to somebody else to hold down the validator to earn reward it's it's another bad scenario whereas if they lose the keys or decide just to not give it back there's nothing stopping them honestly yep. so i I don't think it's a good a good situation
0: yeah um so really i mean when you think about it there's i don't know how many tangible uh actual updates to eth there will be for people that um you know do use the network every single day Um, not only that, but I mean, like, we've had this many times before, we don't know if it's actually going to happen in September. It could be interesting, though, because it could be maybe a lone somewhat bright spot in an otherwise relatively treacherous month with, with in September, which we will probably get into here a little bit later. Um, I wanted to touch real quick and I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. I think it's a pretty stupid headline and really doesn't matter that much. But so the big news yesterday on the twentieth of July was that it came out that Tesla had dumped seventy-five percent of their Bitcoin holdings uh, back in June. So this has already happened. All right. So the market may or may not. We did dip a little bit down last night. I don't know if it was a direct reaction to that, um, but. You know, it's funny because it's like, keep in mind, this has already happened like a month ago. I think they sold right around 28, 29K or something like that. It was a net loss for them. But I think it was mainly a liquidity measure for the company and an earnings uh, measure. So what do you make of this? Do you actually think it's a commentary on Tesla and or Elon's, you know, long-term philosophy about Bitcoin and crypto? What do you make of this story?
1: Um, well, I I think Elon has started to listen to some people who also think the markets are going to come down even more. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, this was a uh, quarter two earnings report. So this happened, you know, during Q2 and they sold the coins for what I'm reading here says nine hundred and sixty three million dollars. Now they said the value that they still have is another two hundred and eighteen. So they didn't dump all of it completely. Um, how much of that 218 is Doge, or or what else it might be? I'm not sure, um, but yeah, they they took a wash. I mean, they took about a, a half a billion dollar loss. I have a feeling the reason they sold was to try and catch a bottom, maybe to buy back in. Possibly, I I don't know. Elon is always pretty shifty with his wording, and um, he's kind of the king of the market manipulation, like he tweeted how um, does Twitter suck right before he, you know, wanted to buy it. So right. I, he, he's done quite a bunch of shady things like that um, in, in trying to manipulate price a little bit before he either buys or sells. So it's, it, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I could definitely see the buying back lower, um, but obviously like the legacy media or mainstream media are going to make a bigger deal of this than it is. Now, an interesting thing though, you and I were actually texting about it when it came out last night. I, and I don't know, you don't have to out who it was. I have no idea who it would be, but you were talking about how you were seeing sentiment or from some people saying that this was somehow bullish in nature, <laughs> that this news was a, a, a bullish piece of news. I don't really see that. Really, the only thing, now I don't think it's that big of a deal. I definitely think it's an overreaction. Um, but certainly, most people are going to react negatively to that story and to that headline. I mean, I'm not sure really what like the, the bullish uh, angle to that would be.
1: Well, and I don't either. I think maybe they said the reason it was bullish is because Tesla sold all their stuff, and the price didn't dip that much. However, mm. if you look back um, at the end of end of june that's when we did dip the most you know look at bitcoin's price sure it made it the whole way down to like eighteen thousand, uh and i believe it was right in that right in that period of time or even it could have been some of the red candles before it on the way down so um bullish no not really um maybe the fact that they now got out and it can't dip lower because of them maybe that's bullish I'm, i'm not sure where that sentiment actually came from but i was reading you know how how some people were saying how bullish it was but yeah. don't forget we still have the gox gox coins for sale that and, and that is um considerable amount more than what tesla had so right
0: yeah and i think you're 100 right i think we, that was such a big leg down the drop down to it actually got as low as about 17 and a half k for btc there. In June. So I would have to think it was probably during that. I mean, a lot of people were capitulating during that time. So, um, you know, and I'm not saying that Tesla or Elon were capitulating, but like, they may have just seen that, like you said, the writing on the wall, let's go ahead Mm -hmm. and trade out now, you know, for rosier prices later this year. So, um, Let's get to, so this is the biggest upcoming piece of news. We've already kind of touched on this in the last couple of podcasts, I believe. So we had the latest CPI numbers, talked about that last time. It was up over 9%. Very little effect on the market. Uh, We didn't really see any kind of dip as a result of that. Now that, I could see somebody painting that as bullish to where, you know, maybe we're getting... Um, to the end of the overreaction from maybe, and maybe not an overreaction, but a reaction to these CPI announcements, because every other one pretty much so far has resulted going into it, if not after it, some significant price movement downward. Um, Hmm. On the other hand, though, the interest rate hikes have pretty much universally gone down, going in, gone down, you know, as far as the BTC market coming out. We have the next uh, FOMC meetings next week, the 26th and 27th. Um, I do believe we will probably start to see some downward price action heading into it because that's kind of been the pattern so far. What I want to ask you, Ewok, I think this is one of potentially three pivotal times left maybe in the rest of this year and and what i mean by pivotal times is just maybe a week or two long time frame um that you know a a big announcement is coming that i think after this we may either see the next big leg down or at least Mm -hmm. fresh lows uh you know maybe get down below 17k uh, down into the mid-teens. I don't know about lower teens, but you know the lowest we have seen yet in this bear market. Um, or do you think, based on what we saw with the latest CPI and some of the you know drastic drawdowns we've already had, is there a potential we could recover and just hang right around that psychological figure of 20k, 21k, um, and just and just hang out there? um even with a 75 to 100 percent or excuse me 75 to 100 uh, po- basis point hike up, what do you what do you think of that? What do you think is going to happen coming out of these meetings?
1: Well I do agree with you with the the 75 points I, I think it's probably going to be you know three quarters of a percent. Um, I, I think it will bring us down and I th- probably into the, I don't know, may even retest the, the, the lowest 17.5, uh, anywhere between there and 19. And I think that's about where we hang out. I, I the, the 20K number is going to be one of those support levels that we're just struggling to get above. Um, I think all of this stuff will, will bring us down into that. Um, and then when the Gox coins obviously get released, that's when we see the dip down to 11-ish anywhere in around there that's just my prediction but um but yeah i mean i I think this is definitely going to be a sell the news type event um it has been historically with the last couple so i i don't see anything different with this one
0: yeah um it's going to be interesting and I, i would say this is a pretty big um what like i said one of at least three pretty big times here for the rest of the year so i think it's very important that people that are either new getting into the crypto markets or just happen to have a lot of dry powder saved up really pay attention to what does happen after this announcement i mean this is going to be one of the final and biggest rate hikes we do see um over the course of this cycle and any downwards price action be careful but you may want to dip some of that dry powder into the water although you and i are in agreement at a pretty high percentage of confidence that it will get lower than whatever happens as a result of this. Yep. And part of that's what you just said, Ewok. So um, so Mt. Gox, we talked about it last week, but we will have some, you know, everybody keeps acting like, oh, all that Bitcoin is just going to hit the market and flush it all out. I mean, I don't think all of it is going to hit the market, but it's going to be a significant amount. I don't think there's any way around that. Um, we have that happening allegedly in August, but I think it'll probably push into September as well, along with another FOMC meeting uh, in late September. This would be time number two of the three kind of time frames I've mentioned as where we really could get that big time downward price action again, and there may be opportunity. Um, what, what do you, Is that kind of your thinking, Ewok, that that time frame when the Gawk stuff happens and then yet another uh likely rate hike meeting do you think that will be the time frame where we do get that absolute bottom in this bear market
1: um yeah I think there's actually gonna be four events um mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what the fourth one will be but it's always something um it, it, it's very unpredictable <laughs> but we always see this strange event that takes place where, Uh, Something happens that's totally unexpected i i just you know i can't i can't get out my magic eight ball and tell you what it's going to be though yeah um but yes for sure those three events this this rate hike um the gox coins and then the the next one as well I, i think those will be the three and then there will be something else weird um that that triggers another cascade down a little bit so
0: well i do think there is another um FOMC meeting in November. So I, I think we could, you and I have agreed before that we think that might be when we're getting to the tail end of this downturn. Um, or I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see a, the lowest of lows in September or more towards that fall, Thanksgiving ish November timeframe. Um, but I do think late July here, you know, which we're pretty much in, um, next week is when we can turn up the heat on that heading into September, I think heading into November, I think those are really going to be the times to to really, really look here. And that kind of does bleed into my next question for you, Ewok. We, you know, always talk about how this podcast is for the novice cryptocurrency investor. And we talk a lot about DCA and dollar cost averaging, which is obviously um, for any investment plan, a wise thing to do. But you know, we are in crypto here, and we have such drastic swings in this market that I feel like sometimes it might behoove you not to, to some extent, time the market. And I don't mean that, oh, I'm going to hit the, 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 you know, the nut bottom, or oh, I'm going to sell right at the top or anything like that. You know, that's a myth. I don't think that you can only know that in retrospect, and you're probably lucky if you did that. Um, but what I'm saying is kind of like what I just illustrated for people, which, hey, I could be wrong on, quite obviously. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm talking about the end of next week being significant, waiting for the GOC stuff, waiting for the September raid hikes, and then potentially also in November. So I'm illustrating a plan that if you're sitting on dry powder, you could try to look at those events, news type events like that, as well as something like Bob Lucas's 60 Day Cycles, Or, um, maybe you have some TA skills or know somebody with TA skills, anything to kind of try to optimize your entries. Um, for somebody sitting on a lot of dry powder right now, whether it be just to get more into the market or they're, they're brand new to crypto and they, they're like, oh man, which if they are good for them because they're, they're in at the right year, um, What do you recommend there? I mean, do you think it's stupid to map out kind of a more specific plan like I did and it's a fool's errand? Or do you think, hey, just, man, just forget about it. Put it on a clock, you know, bi-weekly, once a week, go ahead and just DCA the exact same amount. I mean, what do you think about those two ideas?
1: Well, I think putting like 75% of your dry powder into limit orders um, at, at certain levels, is probably the best thing to do, only because unless you want to kill yourself sitting at the computer 24-7 watching prices go up and down, um, you know, it's really the best thing. Set a limit order. If it hits, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, you know, it's going to go down even further. And I don't think we're going to see all these drops all at once. So you have to also be patient with them. But, you know, if you have 25 percent of your dry powder aside and you feel like dipping a little bit in, you know, go for it, but don't, I wouldn't do it all in one hit because then if it goes lower, you're going to be kicking yourself saying, man, I wish I'd just waited a little bit. And, and and that's the thing with these markets. You it has to be patience. Um, You know, you had brought this up a a few minutes ago, um, but, and usually these bear cycles last about a year. So 365 days. And if you look back, uh, November 8th was the last high for, for Bitcoin anyway uh, when it got up to maybe it wasn't even November 8th, it was the 9th or 10th maybe when it went up to the 69,000 top, mm-hmm. um, the second top that um, was on the 10th. So, you know, consider that as well from there to the bottom and we're still a couple months away from that. So my, my point being is don't get a dip that drops down to 17 and say, oh, this is it. I'm putting it all in, going, you know, you, you don't want to do that. I, I don't think. I think you need to set levels, um, again, anywhere between, and if you do it every 1,000, take some, put it at 11,000, 12,000, 13,000. And from there, you can probably um, catch most of them once it dips below 18. Again, it's just, that's my suggestion and what I would do.
0: Yeah, you want to be paying attention. And I think another good thing to do is bet on a trend reversal. So, you know, maybe if you're waiting for a bottom and you don't want to continuously, um, you know, keep buying down and keep buying down and keep buying down, which there's nothing wrong with either. It's kind of just how your mind works. But I think it's also good to like really see a trend reversal. You know, um, for example, like when we really we're settling in at 19k for a couple of weeks there i mean it it seemed pretty clear that at least the local bottom of that 17.5 was over with for now now again you and i are both highly convicted that we're going to get lower than that this year um but at least in the short term It may not have been a bad idea, for example, at that point to whatever coins you're interested in buying and wanting to hold long term to maybe dip in a little bit right there just because we saw the trend reverse and it's like, okay, well, there's that plateau. I don't know 100% if we get back lower than that, even though I think we likely will. So maybe I'll buy a little bit. It's just kind of I think it's really important into what kind of investor you are. Because if it doesn't work for you, then it's just not going to work. You know, you can't do something that ev- that you hear everybody else do, and it has to work well with your mind. And even if it may not be the quote-unquote computerized optimal way to do things, it might be for you,
1: <laughs> you know, how mm-hmm. your brain works. Well, so. yeah. I mean, if you look at that candle that actually sent down to 17.5, mm-hmm. um, it also did a r- huge retracement the whole way back up to almost 19,000 on the same daily candle so when when it hit that level there were so many orders probably placed that immediately retraced it so you know you're going to start to see some of those play out along the way and just like this relief rally right now that we're seeing i mean don't get intimidated by that um and say oh crap i missed it now i'm going to buy in now you know it's the worst thing you could do right is, is see it going up and think oh this is it this is it um <laughs> you'll, you'll end up kicking yourself again because it it dipped down again you know these are sucker rallies and mm-hmm. um they're, they're you know they're they're bearish they're they're bearish just uh, i i don't know they're they're um what's the word i'm looking for they're here? really just it's relief
0: a, rallies within yeah it's a relief market.
1: rally but it's a um i'm trying to think of the the terminology for it
0: Well, regardless, I mean, it's definitely something that I think the worst thing you can possibly do is not only buy in thinking that this is it, um, but start buying like your favorite alts or something like that right now, (laughs) because, you know, those we saw pump up pretty good with ETH there uh, over the last week. So then you're going to buy these alts right now after they've been marked up 25% or so in some cases. And in literally a week and a half or so, it's just going to be slashed away, you know, um, maybe a little bit longer than that. Who knows? But yeah, that's not what you want to be doing right now. So and, you know, this is all easier said than done. I mean, it takes um, intestinal and testicular fortitude not to do that. You know, it's very, it's very hard to do that. FOMO is a real thing, you know, it's, um, it's tough. And I think everybody would be benefited by reading, you know, we're not advocating day trading or anything like that. It's incredibly difficult. And if you're somebody who can do it successfully more power to you, but I do think it would benefit people to kind of read, um, some books and stuff like that. I think it's reminiscences of a stock trader is a good one that I've read parts of just the focuses on the psychological aspects of investing and or trading that, you know, I think are kind of evergreen and can help you no matter how you're investing. So sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Keeping in mind that 65 or 70% of traders lose money. Just yeah. don't forget that statistic, right? Um, yeah. You, you don't want to do it um, unless you've got, a lot of experience and a and a really really good teacher.
0: Yeah, it's very um, difficult. You got to spend probably your ten thousand hours plus at that ordeal and really yeah. be cut out for it. So, let's turn our attention, Ewok, to your favorite part of the program and probably a lot of listeners as well. Let's get into some hex updates, some pulse and pulse chain updates. Um, you you brought a lot to the table. You wanted to get to today because as the um as as pulse draws. Closer, the we hope we hope, yeah. I would <laughs> imagine. Hope. Um, there's a lot of other coins, airdrops, updates, things going on. Richard Hart's always making some news. So, first off, um, any relevant hex or pulse chain updates for us? And I wanted to ask you about the stream, uh, the podcast that Richard Hart did with David uh, Gockstein, I think it is the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, what do you got for us on that?
1: Well, so I enjoyed the stream. Um, he mm-hmm. did it on in, in three parts on on uh, his channel. I think Richard did the whole thing in one stream on on his channel. So it was it, it's an easier watch if you watch it all together. Uh, but it, yeah, it was good. I mean, there was a lot of good educational information. I think this Gokstein guy is a Bitcoin. Um, I wouldn't call him necessarily a Maxi. Right. Um, he he does. Like his NFTs a little bit, he thinks there's a, a future for them, and you know it's just interesting how every time he said, "Well, what about NFTs that are going to do this?" and Richard brought up a point, and he's like, uh oh, got me." Uh, yeah, you, you know, anytime one of the points that Richard made was anytime the real world touches the blockchain, bad things happen. Um, you're going to have somebody who is not honest uh that, that records something in one way or another <laughs> that just it doesn't work it, it doesn't and that's not what blockchain is for, it for it's it's immutable uh for a reason it's it's got to be code that's programmed to do what it does without the intervention of, of human fingers getting in there you know what i mean right so
0: yeah um i i found the NFT- what were your thoughts well, I was just gonna say, I did find the NFT debate pretty interesting. Um, and you know, what m- my thought isn't even so much about the actual interview, um, the contents of it, but in the it, the Gostin actually had him on. You know, I think it's important that some of these guys, um, some of these, and again, maybe he's not a Bitcoin Maxi, but he's certainly kind of just a mainstream crypto guy. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. not um, hexcentric, but he's not afraid to have people on like that. And, right. you know, obviously let Richard Hart speak a lot, as he does, and wasn't afraid to stand up for himself and combat him and stuff like that, which was fine. But I say kudos to him for having him on. It's somebody with a lot of reach. It's it's good for Richard Hart. It's good for Hex. It's good for Pulse yeah. Chain. So the fact that I it agree. even happened was great. I, there was no real animosity. There was, you know, some uh, heated debates or whatever, but, you know, total... Total class, I thought, basically, um, just between them. So, yeah, I, my, again, it's not really the contents for me as much as it is just the fact that it happened. And the more and more that happens for Hex and Richard Hart and everything, I think the better. So.
1: Well, yeah, the gates are slowly coming down. I mean, you, you know, the gates won't fully come down until this coin market cap issue is, is taken care of, mm-hmm. you know. After two and a half, damn near three years, we're still locked at number 201. <laughs> um, and, you know, I heard it in a Twitter spaces today where Tone Vase was, he, he made the comment of, you know, he is a total Bitcoin maxi, as right, most right. people know. I, I don't recommend even listening to him because he has about a pea size for the brain, his brain. But yeah. um, he's, he's one track. Bitcoin is the only coin and nothing else. Everything else is a shit coin um but anyway he said as you go down through coin Market Cap and and you know once you pass the top 10 they're just clear Ponzi's and look at hex on page three it's just a clear I'm like man if you would just look at the Market Cap and see that it's manually put there I I like to reiterate that a lot to people because they you know you hear that because coin Market Cap is one of those sites that's used by so many people Mm -hmm. um and you've got hex sitting there at 201 locked on the third page for years, no matter how much up or how much down we are. Um, it, it, it's crazy to me that you know it, many people don't understand the the background of, of coin market cap and the reason that Binance is the ones that bought it for I don't remember how many millions or, or billions of dollars they paid for that for that website. And it's purely to serve their crypto exchange, you know. They can put a link beside a coin that says buy here and buy here. And, and, and that's how they make their money. So obviously they've got to recoup on that major, major investment. Um, and Hex really serves them no purpose because you can't get it on centralized exchanges. You can't point it to Binance to get it. So another reason why it's hidden on page three, they don't want people to see it on purpose. Um, right. So unfair. And it just, you know, leads me to that term Richard Heart derangement syndrome. Um, <laughs> these people just they, they have it out for him. And it turns out the more and more we listen to these guys, it, the ones that are putting Richard down for speaking the truth have been the ones that have been scamming you all along. It's just it happens daily. Where somebody else that that said Richard was a scammer is now the one in charge of this major Ponzi, where everybody's money's gone. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's happening yeah. daily. Isn't that sick? Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. It, 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 I think crazy. what it is is a lot of dipshits who are kind of just, um, you know, not we. You know, we talked about the CFI stuff at the beginning too. I mean, it's a lot of people who are not really crypto people and are more mainstream finance people who are coming coming and ruining crypto. And, um, you know, we don't want you here if you're going to do that. We're not going to participate in it. And I think, you know, as the market grows, people are going to become more wise and more wise to that. And if you want to come for a cash grab or something like that, okay, I guess there's, you know, nothing necessarily stopping you from doing that. But over time, people are going to realize that things like HEX and DeFi and decentralization is definitely the way to go. And, you know, as far as with Richard specifically, I just, and we've said this a a million times, but I just think that I think some of these mainstream people just do not know how long he's actually been in crypto and how much he knows. I think they mm. believe, and you can't even totally blame them because there are so many fly by night actual Ponzi's that they just kind of assume with him and probably, sure. you know, looking at the videos, looking at it, flaunting stuff and everything. But wouldn't you think with the virality? of hacks, um, you'd at least educate yourself a little bit more.
1: Well, you would think so. But, you know, these guys are reliant on on calling it a scam and being right 95% of the time. Right. You know, <laughs> that's how it's been in the last how many years? So, uh, and and I do agree with you. I think they do know how, how long Richard's been in the market, but they know he was also a Bitcoin Maxi and he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. So they don't like that because it's not pumping their bags anymore. And those are the ones... That are so defiant against against Richard are the pure Bitcoin maxis who that's the only coin to them and they see no improvements, which is is a farce. I mean, technology gets old. Cassette right. tapes went out of went out to, to to CDs and then CDs. Now you can stream it, right? So I mean, you don't technology improves and you have to change your worldview along the way or you're going to get left behind, and that's what's going to happen to a lot of these Bitcoin folks, that that's all they hold. Um, yes, it'll go up again. Of course, it's going to go up again, or we wouldn't talk about it. Right. Um, it will make new all-time highs. But what? From from its last all-time high, what's it going to do? Maybe a 2, 3x right. on the next run? Well, that's not really that good returns. You're in this for the crypto. You're here, and you suffer through 95% dips to get a, a 2, 3 x. Right. I mean you know, that's not why we're here. And, you know, it, it, it's not a get rich quick thing. It's a get rich slow if you're patient and you do it the right way. So,
0: well, it's a get rich slow, but it's also a get rich um, by dealing with like max pain and loss. I mean, you know, it's sure. not as if these returns are possible in the regular stock market. I mean, the the worst day you can Maybe witness there on a regular year is maybe two, three, four percent or something like that, right? Exactly. Um, So, and you make it
1: back the next week,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly. But, but just to give even more credit to crypto hodlers, you know, I mean, you can take away, like, I don't don't know you're not doing that, but like people can take away, like, oh, yeah, it's get rich quick or whatever. It's like, well, no, maybe it's get (laughs) rich in five years, seven years, ten years, or whatever, but you are withstanding. crippling losses i mean like you know even for people that maybe just had 10 percent of their portfolio in terra luna which i i don't even necessarily blame them that much for uh, you didn't necessarily see that coming okay like you 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 could have seen a scenario where it kind of died it didn't just die i mean it it, i I don't even know what you call that i mean it's uh more than six feet under but uh you know, sure. it, you you have to withstand some pretty hellacious dips, obviously. So, um, continuing on with some hex stuff. So, you wanted to bring up some of the Twitter spaces that have been going on that Richard Hart is dropping into. I find this fascinating. Uh, I'd like to be pointed into the direction of them and see the uh, the uh, debauchery that's going on with the people that are in there.
1: Well, last week, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, funding Jim, who is uh, also Gary in, in the hex community, he recorded one. He stepped in. Richard was in there. I think he was traveling, um, and then as soon as Richard got out of the room, you know, Tonevase gets a, gets the puffy chest and calls him scammer and this and that. And mm-hmm. that's when I heard him talking about the coin market cap thing. That was again today, uh, and, and I find it funny that you know the, they have these spaces, and you just go into Twitter, and it's usually you'll, you'll catch a post of somebody advertising it on your cell phone. It's listed across the top. Um, And you can just go into the spaces and listen. You don't have to say anything or anything like that, but it's sometimes educational to listen to some of them. But when Richard was in there today and I missed most of it, um, you know, he also brings his thousands followers with him into a space that may have had a thousand or two in there. Um, And then when Richard leaves (laughs) a third or of, you know, more than that of, of the people go with him, And it's, you know, they were saying how, oh, they must all be bots and this and that. And, you know, the, the hexagons are real people. I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind with the amount of of hexagons that are out there that those are real people coming in there to listen, not bots. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just find it funny how amazed they were that when when he comes and goes that that many people were following him. And, and it's because he's educated. He knows what he's talking about. And he puts people to shame. He, they, they bring up these points and he just totally defeats what they're saying um it's it's kind of like it's not even really a a good debate for a, a lot of people because they're just not educated on the level that he is so it's pretty funny
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to get into some of those. Um, Spaces are actually a pretty interesting creation, which Twitter, I mean, kind of just copied from uh, Clubhouse, which uh, had a very similar ordeal, but uh, nobody goes there. So um, people go to Twitter, obviously. So Um, I got to ask you this before we continue on. I just happened to see this and maybe I shouldn't even do this because it's probably going to put us on a bit of a detour, but I got to ask you this, Ewok. So, you know, since we're still in the early stages right here today, talking about Hex, people doubting it, people hating Richard Hart, blah, blah, blah. I happen to just be on Twitter and see this guy, Eric Wall. Um, oh, Eric Wall. Yeah. Okay. He's so, a piece
1: of work. So go ahead. Go <laughs> no, ahead. no, no, no. No, I want to hear what you're going to say about Eric Wall first. Well, so I, I here's the thing. I deep down think that Eric and Richard are good friends. Um, okay. I really do. They had an interview when Hex first came out and Eric was one of those guys who said, Richard, Richard, what in the world are you thinking? I think this is one of the stupidest things that I've ever heard of flat Mm -hmm. out said that, um, and he didn't invest. And I think since then he's kicked himself in the ass over and over again because he he let it go by um just recently they invited him to be on part of the highest of stakes which is the documentary that's being done right now on hex and richard Hart. um they had a very friendly discussion you know eric is is a smart guy he he's he's very intelligent um and it I just often wonder what role he's really playing. Is he the the person that's Richard's friend that is out there? Because you know as well as I do that even bad publicity is good publicity sometimes um, yeah. to get someone's name out. Um, and and I, I don't know. I really don't know what to think of him. He says some of the stupidest things. His tweets are all over the place. Um, but at the end of that interview when they were doing their um, – uh, for the documentary thing, he said, Richard is one of the most brilliant guys that I know. And I'm so excited to watch him uh, along this journey. He made that comment. So for this guy who speaks out as Richard being a scammer, and he's one of the most intelligent guys to get people, his own community to uh, part with their money. And uh, some of the things that he says, it's like he's c- comparing him to david koresh yes yeah, so that's um, what i'm looking at right now he has a large <laughs>
0: thread today with uh yeah i to david saw it koresh. earlier okay i, 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 I saw
1: that. it earlier so but yeah i mean so i just i haven't figured this guy out yet and then he's got this weird persona where he he changes his twitter profile to erica wall which is the female version oh, of eric yeah. so yeah, i mean it, it, he's just a he's just a different cat man yeah I think um, i've seen that yeah So, I I, again, I don't know what to to make of him sometimes. I I don't know uh, if it's, like I said, there could be a possibility where him and Richard are just good friends, and he says, I need you to play bad cop, you know? Right. And if that's the part he's playing, maybe he is heavily invested. Even at one point not long ago, he was offering to buy people's uh, pulse sacrifices for large chunks of money now i don't know how you could do that safely uh without getting somebody's private keys from them but then they would still have them so i don't know it's it just there's really no possible way to do it so he was pumping that for a little bit and then he goes on his rant about hex and <laughs> it kind
0: of reminds me of how peter schiff likely owns some bitcoin uh you know like just kind of shits all over it all the time and it's almost like such a clear meme with peter schiff in that that it's like uh, you have to own bitcoin well between him and
1: (laughs) between him and his son you know it could be the same thing good cop bad cop you know right so who knows yeah i don't know very true i try not to give eric too much attention He knows he gets engagement though when he mentions Hex. Oh sure. Uh, So a lot of these Twitter guys do that. They'll say, "What coin would you put five thousand dollars in today?" Um, You know, because they know the Hexicans (laughs) are going to just blow it up. Um, It's engagement farming. It really is. It helps the algorithm for themselves, and and I know that's why they do it a lot of times. So.
0: Yeah, I found the David Koresh thing kind of funny. It was just a pretty scathing thread. But uh, anyway, um, so uh, let's talk uh, something that actually matters. So Hex, is it finally beginning to decouple from the rest of the market? It's been pretty tied to it recently. Um, We've seen a little bit of a leg up getting up over four cents. It's kind of stayed there uh, the last few days. Has Hex bottomed? At well, it was a little below three cents at one point, I believe. but do you think it's bottomed for this cycle? and what do you think we're gonna looking at price action wise uh, for the rest of the overall crypto bear market?
1: Well, I think it's really gonna we're gonna have to see these next couple events to see if that's the case or not. Um, I personally think we have bottomed. I think that 2.8 cent dip was our 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 bottom. Uh, there are still a couple people out there that think it could go a little bit lower 2.5 uh, to two cents that's possible it, it's gonna be a quick one though like I said there's a lot of liquidity sitting there just waiting to scoop up those prices so if it does go that low it won't stay um, so that's why I think the the, the bottom has uh, you know I think the bottom's in for for hex Uh, We'll see what happens. It's still a great price. My God, you know, we were just at 50 cents, not too long ago here. Right. Um, And I know on the next, on the next bull market, we're going to surpass that. Um, You know, I, you know, I also hear people out there say, well, it'll never get to that price again. There's too many people that have too much, but I think this last um, shakedown has put all the, a lot of those coins into a lot more hands that aren't willing to sell at that price. So, I can see. I can see us doing some amazing things this next cycle. But yeah, yes, and I think we have decoupled. I really do. Um, in my opinion, I, we'll have to see though. Like you know, I think the first or second event uh, is going to tell us the story.
0: Yeah, um, because we're going to have those, and then obviously with Hex specifically, there's a lot of things coming up. So yeah, it's a lot yeah. of reason to believe that. Um, you know, we'll see some more positive price action for HEX here coming up. But I agree with you. Yeah, we want to see these other events take place. But and
1: how about this yep. for a theory, real quick? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the Mount Gox event could be bullish for HEX. Mm-hmm. I think people could get out of that and get into into HEX. I, I could I totally could see, see them selling their Bitcoin and buying HEX. Just I just a hunch. That. We'll see what happens.
0: I could definitely see that. And, you know, if it's already, if it begins to kind of decouple here gradually, I mean, at the very <clears throat> least, it won't be negative for Hex, you know. Which, right, sure. Which,
1: it's not going to affect the price. Right. Which Because there work. is no Bitcoin pair. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> um, so moving on to t- some of the uh, other kind of the outer crust here of the Pulse sure. chain. Lots of it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, i kind of like you go in the order that you would like to. The next thing I had written down here was um, some updates with Maxi Token. I think we have talked about it on here before a little bit, but there's further updates. So um, if you want, yeah, we can just go right down your list sure. here. We'll hit everything.
1: Sure. Uh, with Maxi, yes, we did talk about it a little bit. Uh, as of right now, there's only one active stake, and that is the Maxi Token. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a 15-year... Um, pooled stake that happened, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and you, in turn for staking your coins into the pool, you get the maxi token back, um, and you hold it liquid, and that value goes up according to the amount of hex that it has earned in the contract, and so it's got a a backing to it. Well, the the maxi team has decided to... um, come out with a few more of these. Uh, So there is the product called Base, which is a one-year stake. It will be revolving. I think when the year is up, you have seven days um, to either cash out or redeem, um, or you leave your money in and it then restakes for another year. Again, these are all liquid and you can get out at the same time. Uh, But if you want to redeem it for the hex that you have to put in, Um, You have to do it during these redemption periods. So there's Base, which is a one-year. There is Trio, which will be a three-year stake. There is Lucky, which will be their seven-year stake. And then there's Desi, which will be the 10-year stake. Mm -hmm. So once these all go live at the same time, um, you're pretty much going to have at least one, if not two, coming out every year. Uh, you'll be able to redeem or restake or or do whatever you want uh, but the value of these tokens has been pretty impressive i think we're at a eighty eighty five 85 percent markup right now so the price of hex i i think so hex is at 4.2 i think the price of one maxi um currently is about eight or nine cents each mm. So you know they're holding the value. They're backed by something you know in real hex terms. Um, And then at the end of it, you'll get all of the yield that your percentage earned, along with the hedron that your percentage earned. Um, It's pretty cool. So it's a good it's a good reason to lock up even more hex on the market. Uh, It's going to make it even more scarce. Uh, And then they're also doing this team coin. Which is their DAO token. Um, I, I have to do a little more research because you can stake the team token itself. In order to get team, you do have to uh, put your Maxi coins in to get the team, and that is a DAO token stakeable. Um, there's a couple of different game theories, but but do yourself you know a favor and uh, check into that. So that is the um, Maxi update.
0: Yeah, and a very cool uh, way to be, it is interesting, a cool way to be a part of a, you know, larger than you may be able to stake yourself, 15-year uh, stake. So, yeah, definitely an interesting way to go about it.
1: Well, the beauty of it is you do, I mean, so you yourself personally can hit the max length uh, bonus, mm-hmm. but in, in in all actuality, you'll never hit the bigger pays better, uh, meaning the uh, volume bonus that you get um, and the maxi token uh did that because it was over 150 million dollars uh which triggered that extra 10 or 20 percent bonus on top so you know that's the beauty of a decentralized uh admin key free contract where you can actually make a little bit more by pooling your your efforts so mm-hmm yeah,
0: pretty cool. Very unique opportunity indeed. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about the? Well, I'll let you go in the order you want. Um, because I found the Pulse Hot List pretty interesting for the actual uh, site with all the coins. Yeah, so ahead.
1: we can we can talk about that next. Actually, it's a it's a very good site for people to to check out what's going on within the Hex community. Now, I, I do I have some reservations about all these coins. Um, I I know Johnny chaos has talked about it on several of his streams. We have a finite group of people with finite uh, resources, financial resources. Uh, The more we spread these things out, the harder it gets for any one token to, to pump itself Um, which may be fine. um, But there's only so much economic energy that we can put in uh, before we really grow this community. So uh, it could be why some of our prices are, are struggling a bit. There's so many other opportunities out there. Um, just be careful. I, again, I, I know people that say scam, scam, scam. Um, you know, we're the the hexagons who fight against that and say, stop calling everything a scam. But then you turn around and do it yourself. So you've got yeah, to, right. you know, you, you, you know, do what you want. Do your own research. Um And you don't have to invest, but that also means you don't have to talk shit on it either. So Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, be a little, uh, as much as I hate to say it, but politically correct with with some of these. Um, If somebody wants to build something, let them build something. Um, Doesn't mean you have to participate, doesn't mean you have to like it, uh, but you also don't have to talk shit about them either. So uh, what I was getting at was there's a a website called pulsehotlist.com uh, that goes over and ranks many of these new projects. It tells you what they are, um, it ranks them, it tells you if they're working currently, if they're waiting for Pulse Chain, uh, if it's a sacrifice or if it's an airdrop or if it is Hex related or not, um, if they have an app, if they have a um, Mintable, if it's anonymous. If so you go down through this list. Um, and it tells you what they are. Is it DeFi? Is it a token? Is it a social coin? Is it, um, you know, so it describes what it is. It ranks them. Um, and along these lines with the pulsehotlist.com website, there is also a Pulse Police uh, Telegram site. I think it's t.me forward slash Pulse Police. Um, and they will go through a lot of these projects. They are developers, developers, uh, within the community uh, that have given their their time and energy into looking into a lot of these contracts that are airdrops or anything that you need to connect a wallet to. Uh, they have gone through and said whether it's safe or not, if they would do it themselves. Um, and, and it's just it's a nice addition to uh, all the things that we have and these people looking out for the community because the last thing we want is for people to get burned and, and lose their hard-earned cash. So it's a right. it's a nice it's a nice add-on um when when you've got developers you know doing that over and beyond thing for another project that's not even theirs to to help the community to let you know whether they feel that there's a risk um if there's audits they'll they'll let you know if it's audited and if there were problems during the audit and what they were and were they fixed or not before they launched and and things like that so pretty cool pretty cool there yeah that's one of the um, cool
0: benefits too of having just like a, a smaller but also tight-knit and really impassioned uh community like hex and i'm looking i've i hadn't been on the pulse hot list site before but checking it out right now i think it's uh very useful and will be even more useful as we get you know obviously closer to the launch of pulse chain and more and more products and projects and actual working tokens are actually listed on it i think it's really good to look at this because there's so much right now and there's you know if you're in the hex community and you hear more and more about some of these newer tokens a couple of which we're going to still touch on here in a moment it's good to be able to have this resource to check these out so i think it's very good again that's pulse Anywalk, and Ewok, if you want to go into because we're going to touch on some of the ones that one of which i just heard of from you prior to recording um we have a couple new new coins on here
1: yep Uh, there's actually a couple of them Um, i'll scroll down in the list a little bit to get to the one i wanted to talk about first and we can hit that and kind of move on from it Uh, but the pulse dogecoin um, is a free airdrop if you have hex stakes Um, i i think as long as you had a stake before april 20th which is 420 um, i think as long as you had a stake before that you were able to collect on these pulse doge coins and honestly they're like four dollars a piece right um it it matters how much you have whether you're a shrimp dolphin squid whatever it is uh if you're a whale or a shark you don't get as many coins as the dolphins do so the dolphins made out the best on this coin it's pretty interesting how they kind of did a bell curve on their distribution um i think i think the dolphins got like eight or nine hundred um, and then it kind of went down in each direction, uh, for e- either the higher you had or the lower you had. So, um, but yeah, seven days left to cl- claim that one. Um, what else is, is, and that's wh- a pretty it,
0: simple. Well, let's tell people where they can do that. And I, I will say it's a very simple process. I mean, it's just like, um, any other airdrops you've claimed, you know, quite simply, you'll go to the site, connect your MetaMask, make sure it's the right site, make sure it's secure. Um, and you know, don't, you know, Pulse Doge and the creator of it have been pretty heavily vetted at this point and people know what it is and the security of it. But when this stuff comes out, I mean, and this goes with every other security measure that we always talk about, don't just flippantly go find where you can get it and claim the airdrop. I mean, you're talking about linking what I am assuming is a very important MetaMask wallet to a website. So, you know, we preach this kind of security all the time. You want to make sure you're going to the right place. But don't just listen to us that, you know, to go and claim your Paul's Doge. Check it out, everything, and make sure that it's something that, you know, you want to do. I mean, I we yep. obviously recommend it, and it's a free airdrop. And again, yeah, it's not nothing. I mean, it's over $4 a coin. But, um, you know, make sure you're going to the right place. Make sure that you're interested in claiming these airdrops, because not all of them are uh, as on the up and up, I should say.
1: Well, nor are they desirable at this point, but you don't know what they will be. Um, Right. Sometimes the best time to claim an airdrop is when it's worthless um, for for tax reasons anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they're worthless, you have to be very careful. Uh, of the, the reason that they're worthless. So, you know, a, again, you sh- do your due diligence. If you go to pulsehotlist.com, it does have a link. Um, I'll give it to you now, but it is pulsedogecoin.app. That is the link that you can connect your wallet to, um, get the airdrop. It'll, it'll read your balance. That's all it does. That's all you're giving it permission to do. Um, and, and then it'll tell you if you can, can claim or not or if you've already claimed um that being said i do want to hit on this real quick before i forget Mm -hmm. after you have done these airdrops and whatever it is that you've connected your wallet to make sure you visit one of a couple different sites i know revoke.cash is one of them Um, you can go you can see what what it contracts have um, accessibility to your wallet and you can revoke that. You can revoke the spend limits. You can make them zero if you want to still stay connected, but take away the spending rights. You can revoke it to zero. So they have no spend limit, but still allow you to connect, which I don't know why you would do that, but either way, uh, it's totally up to you, but use something like that to, to make sure that you're not, you know, still connected to some weird scammy thing that you thought you had gotten rid of, but you didn't. So Mm -hmm. just be on the up and up with that, so.
0: Yeah, that's highly recommended. And I mean, another thing you can do, you know, you can use those resources and actually go to revoke.cash. Um, But, you know, also in your MetaMask, and some people don't even know this or don't realize that everything that they've ever connected to is still right there and saved and it's still connected. But you can just go right up to the uh, little uh, ellipses, I guess, would be on the right-hand side of your MetaMask. Click it, go down to Connected Sites, and then, bam, right there, it'll have everything that you are connected to. Now, that's not as far as um the cache is going i mean you can also revoke spending permissions and stuff like that but yeah you can at least edit the connected sites right there and it's a good practice i think you know a lot yep. of people are pretty paranoid about it and just disconnect them all the time so i mean you, you know you could certainly do that uh um, there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah or at least do it periodically so
1: yep now the one thing is if you have a uh, for example if you connect to matcha.xyz um you do have to pay sometimes to give it permission to spend your money um in order to trade so i know for example if you try to use usdc on matcha it it will charge you an ethereum fee to per give it a permission essentially you're giving yourself an nft that allows you to spend your money Um, so each time that you revoke that not only does it cost you to get it but it costs you to take it off too Mm -hmm. so be be aware of that as well. Um, you know, the best time to do some of these transactions are late night on the weekends. Uh, gas fees are usually at their lowest uh, during those times. So, Definitely. just another little little pointer for you. So we got a couple of newer coins, one of which
0: I had heard of a few times prior to tonight. One of which I didn't really um, launching on Pulse Chain. So let us know a little bit about Easywalk.
1: Okay, Um, so there is a token called wait token. Um, It is also an airdrop. The cool game theory about this one is all about waiting. Um, Once pulse chain launches, the airdrop claim goes away. Can't claim once pulse chain uh, is launched. However, Every day or every hour, I think it might even be every hour uh, from the time that it launched, you get a few more coins uh, each day. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those games of chicken where how long can you wait, but don't wait too long because then the um, once the pulse chain launches, the wait token kind of goes away. And that is the predetermined amount of coins forever. So hmm. kind of interesting with that one. Uh, Another one is going to be something that I think will be very uh, beneficial to the Hedron token, and I forgot to mention this one to you earlier, and that is the Icosa. Um, It is made by the same people that did Hedron uh, that is also going to allow the staking of Hedron. There's going to be a couple different game theory uh, things involved with Icosa, uh, but the problem with Hedron right now is the massive supply of coins people are being minted these coins daily and just dumping them on the market right uh, which is having a very negative uh price price effect um so the icosa will help with locking up your hedron staking them for the icosa token uh it'll also have a little bit of uh, game theory Uh, There's another game, excuse me, of chicken in that one where there's a one-time mint um, that I forget what it's even called. Uh, You you have to go to the site. I'm pretty sure it's icosa.pro and and read their information. There's a lot of cool things. So anybody that has hex stakes, obviously native hex stakes, you have hedron, and if you don't know about it, you should uh, look into it. Why, why not get them? And you should have claimed it when there was a, a bonus on them. At least you could have got a, any, up, up to a 10X bonus yeah. on the coins. Yeah. Um, but so Icosa will be part of that. Um, what else do we have? We've got the other token. It's kind of got an interesting background to it, um, and it's called Texan. Uh, Texan.cc. This is more of a movement than a token but it does have a token um attached to it that is an endowment token so similar to hex where you lock up your coins i think the texan coin is a maximum of 22 years uh, but the oh, wow. benefit of texan is that you can uh, with an endowment you can peel your interest um along the way so you don't have to wait till it's completed to, to get all of your returns. You can pull your interest. You cannot pull your principal uh, without a penalty. Obviously you can, but there's there is a major penalty. Um, if you serve half of your time, I believe you can, um, uh, I, forget, I, I shouldn't even speak on the, you'll have to do some research and and read what the tokenomics are for it. Uh, but but it, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it has a lot to do with the this group texan.cc uh some senators some other politicians uh they're trying to secede uh as texas as its own as its own union so uh pretty interesting um <laughs> lots of interesting things going on in the world obviously um that a lot of people are not happy with the li- the lies of the government daily, um, the just the mandates. The there's just so many things happening. The weirdness that people of have the gotten west. Fed up with yeah.
0: yeah the, the weirdness of the west right now. I mean, like the United States, um, obviously in particular, but Canada as well. Um, yeah, just a lot of weird shit and a lot of um, soft totalitarianism uh, over the yeah. last couple years. I was just not to get way off topic, but I was just listening to an interview with uh, Doctor Jordan Peterson who. Somebody I really uh, value the opinion of. Uh, many people hate unfoundedly for some reason, but um, very
1: very intelligent man.
0: Yes, yeah, and a, <laughs> a very good um, a very good listen for men and young men. I think you know he's yeah. he's kind of developed a father figure type thing. But uh, I just listened to an interview with him and Rod Dreher, um, who is an author of a book, many books. But the newest one was "Live Not by Lies." Um, I encourage everybody to check that out. It kind of touches on the themes we're discussing right now about uh, kind of the weirdness of the West right now and how um, some older folks who spend time in not so freeish ish countries um, are seeing what's happening here and know what it can lead to. And people here are naive, do not believe that, don't think anything like that can happen here, but it's... You know, for the first time ever, we're really seeing, like, if you don't have a certain opinion, you, you may be out of a job. You know, I mean, we, we didn't really have that on the grand scale that we're seeing right now in a lot of this other stuff, so... um yeah, I would I would check that interview out. It's uh, from the July 7th episode of the Jordan Peterson podcast. But I'll let you continue. You walk. But it goes, it go- you know, I think it goes along with the spirit of um, what these guys are doing and this token, um, Texan.cc. And I'm just reading about it right here. And they're talking about the base rate of the token is 5% annually, but can reach a maximum of 87% um if stayed for that maximum 22 years so yeah Yeah. you continue on
1: yeah no 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 there's some there's some really good tokenomics and like i said uh the scraping uh is a is a definitely a a positive uh if you do want to to go that max 22 years um again this contract is immutable no admin keys just you and the contract Just how we like it you know Mm -hmm. no middlemen at all you interact uh, trustless yield. It's deflationary. Um, I think the, the the supply is fixed at like a hundred trillion tokens, which is a, a large amount. Yes, it is very large amount. Uh, but it is deflationary. You'll never have more than that. So, um, as as things happen, uh, there's key bur- uh, there's coin burning. Um, I, I'm I'm not overly sure. I, I think I think the is it the penalties. Again, I'm going to have to go back and do some more research, as you should do this your very own as new. well.
0: Yeah, it's very new.
1: Yes, very yeah. new. Um, but again, this is kind of led by uh, Rags to Riches. Uh, his name's Brandon. Mm-hmm. Met him in Vegas. Cool, cool dude. You know, it's amazing when you can stand there, look these guys in the eye, and have a conversation with them. You right. can tell a lot about people. I met him um, and uh, Crypto Heartbeat as well. <laughs> they're just real dudes um mm-hmm. who and you can hear it on their on their on their youtubes and uh when they when they talk about things they're just they're passionate about uh, about the the freedom and the uh, which we're slowly losing our freedoms you know and i think that's what the the whole texan movement is is about just the independence and the keeping the freedoms that we have before we lose them all yeah yeah i'm checking
0: out the website right now the website looks pretty nice um and there's a live stream i think it may have been done on the 4th of july um or earlier this month anyway um between those two so yeah i i highly recommend Uh, checking it out and seeing what they have to say
1: i think that was the day that they they kind of launched it was the 4th of july was one of the first ones but gotcha okay um i know there's a there's also a, a book out there about the movement itself um so it, it, you don't have to be a texan to be in texan at all um you just have to kind of support the movement um you know and if this does happen i who knows you know what the qualifications will be for for the people that live in texas <laughs> i yeah. who it, it's going to be interesting I, we'll have to see and watch this play out um in, in the upcoming years i'm sure it's not going to happen overnight but you know, we'll have to keep an eye on this one.
0: Yeah, in this uh, sense, um, having to be a Texan would be kind of very anti-Texan, actually, I guess, to require that you must be in Texas. Um, but yeah, this right. is uh, some interesting stuff, a lot to look out for, obviously, in the pulse chain sphere, in the hex sphere, and the crypto sphere. We've got a lot of interesting things happening over the next few months, a lot of negatives uh, which could lead to generational positives. So you want to be on the lookout for some of these events. Um, Ewok, did you have anything else to go over? Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here for this evening?
1: Man, I think I've probably flooded these people's minds with a lot of information to go yeah. look up and uh, lots of homework until we until we meet again.
0: I think you definitely have. And yeah, I think even the hexakins that listen to this podcast are thankful for some of the stuff that you bring to the table there because, you know, even you know, maybe a more casual hexagon may not even know of some of these newer things going on. I know you've always got your ear to the ground. So um, really good stuff. Indeed. Uh, Again, we are inside of a week of the next rate hike announcement. Uh, gonna be interesting to see where the market goes. We'll, pro- I imagine we'll probably touch base shortly after that because I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. But that's gonna wrap it up uh, for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Creed of Crypto. I am Eth Moon. That is Crypto Ewok, and we will catch you next time on the Creed of Crypto podcast.